With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Let's go. Let's go. As we come to go. you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Arnie, are you ready? I'm ready. More so than I'm, the Cavaliers. I promise you that. I'm so happy that you're back in your home studios, your oh. home, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Now, I know from a well-being, a mental perspective, you're in a better place because you're not fighting traffic. Oh, I um, hate LA. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I just despise it. I can't do it anymore. I I can't go out there. You can't multitask. It it takes me uh, 45 minutes to an hour to go 3.2 miles. I I just can't do it anymore. And let me tell you something. I see the inner workings. What goes on when we're not in studio? And I hate to call out and point fingers, but our crew does nothing when we're not around. But they did nothing when I was there. I, I, I don't know if they were just dodging you, but I saw busy dudes whenever I was in studio. I can't wait to get back to L.A. Oh, You're trying to it. shun the West Coast, Arnie. Yeah. What is your deal, I'm man? I'm an East Coast guy. Look, let's, let's, let's call it the way it is. I'm an East Coast guy. I like sports. I'm a real fan. I'm more passionate. <laughs> West Coast, it's BMW, convertible, sunshine, and oh, is there a sports today? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, I'm happy that you're back in your home Thank studios. You. But also, I feel like that ever since you proclaimed them as your Dodgers, yeah. everything has gone south. It's been, I think it started about game five last year in the World Series. 
and it's been like an anchor ever since, Arnie. Can wow. You, can, can you push back to the Mets? Can you kind of take the My Dodgers? Because usually you jump off that bandwagon when things go south. And now I'm reading articles about the potential opt-out that Clay Kershaw why has in his I contract. I saw that. Oh, God. I saw that. Why would I go ahead and go back to the Mets when I name my son Dodger? Dodger Spaniard. Why would I do that, Plank? Arnie's son's name is Shay, so oh, don't buy into any of this BS yes. right now. <laughs> All right, well, let's start with obviously the big story today, and that was the Cavs struggling just a bit. Everyone is losing their minds about the 7-0 run recap that LeBron James gave in yeah. exact detail, which we'll play for you in just a yeah. bit. But, I mean, I, I thought it was a really good question that's been asked most of the day here. Is this a sign of things to come? Has a tone been set, Arnie? Or is this a situation where the Celtics had a pretty good plan and now the Cleveland Cavaliers will be able to adjust and LeBron will be able to adjust and they'll be able to attack it differently? And this will be the anomaly in this series. What do you think? Let me me be the first to say uh, this series is O-V-E-R, okay? It's over. The way the Celtics headed to the Cavaliers, Cavaliers aren't going to bounce back. This is more – I know you're going to – it's just one win. It's it's more than just one win. What they did, they showed not only are they the better team right now, they – you got to wonder what the hell was Toronto. Jeez, for crying out loud. Now we know Casey deserves to be fired, but that's beside the point. The Celtics outplayed them, out-hustled them, out-defensed them, did everything possible – Went on runs that are unimaginable. Uh, They were the better team, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This series, that wasn't just one win. That was sending a message that's saying, hey, you think you're going to go and walk over us? It's not going to happen. The Celtics have not lost at home. This series is O-V-E-R, Chris. This is the fastest 180 you've ever turned, Is that the the fastest? Is that the fastest ever? I mean, that's less than 24 hours. Well, I guess a little over 24 hours from last night when you had the Cavs in seven. And we're just a week away from, you. well, like the Celtics are going to beat the Cavaliers. What are the Celtics going to do? And now here we are. You flop to have Boston moving on to the NBA final. How could I not? Did you see what happened when it was, what was it, seven to four? That was the last we saw of Cleveland. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding around. You're not lying. I'm not kidding around. There was like a 34-11 run, 57-28 run. Jeez, LeBron James. When's the last time you saw LeBron James play in a conference finals worse than 15 points? And five of those points came from the line. He only had five field goals. You know what? Morris really is the LeBron stopper. How about that, my friend? Yeah, Marcus Morris, who wisely, I think, after the game, gave credit to his teammates. And we'll we'll corral yeah. some audio coming up here in just yeah. a bit. But the stat line, 5 of 16 for LeBron. He was 0 of 5 from beyond the three-point line. Uh, seven turnovers in 36 minutes. And he was a – now, I'm not a big plus-minus guy because I think it can someone be skewed. But a minus 32 Oof. is something that Oof. definitely stands Ouch. out. But here is the the other part is you can kind of survive. And I don't know if you can ever survive a five of 16 night from LeBron with seven turnovers. No, never, ever, never. But you can kind of survive an off night if you get supporting cast help. But, I mean, a supporting cast, Brad Stevens had pointed this out in his, I think, pre-Eastern Conference final presser, where he said that the supporting cast averaged 84 points per game, which is 
a lot. Uh, <laughs> what was your big standout? You got 11 from Rodney Hood, who didn't even want to go into the game right. uh, in the last game of the series yeah. against Toronto. <laughs> And you get 17 from Kevin Love, but he was 5 of 14 from the field. I thought they he were hit a 16-pointer. I, I didn't know he had yeah. 17, yeah. I mean, it, Cav, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Toronto Raptors, the Los Angeles Lakers, for goodness sakes, not many teams are going to win when you're 4 of 26 from beyond the three-point arc. But, Arnie, i got to step back, and i got to give credit to, to, to Boston. There wasn't a lot of open looks. And if you just want to say, hey, well, yeah, you know, Cleveland didn't shoot all that well, true, but there was a hand in their face. The only time they seemed to get a few open looks was later in the game. And, obviously, when you're up by 30, 25, 27 consistently, that might slack just a little bit. Brad Stevens, again, even afterwards, said, hey, we got to get better. But I, you look at 15% from beyond the three-point line, Arnie, I think that's a credit to the perimeter defense that Boston played here today. The Boston starters, 34 of 59 from the field. What is that, like 60-something percent? You do it's the ridiculous. math. ridiculous. Like, that, that's insane. And after you just told me what Love and, and LeBron did, you're not beating anybody on the road when the, when the other team starters go 34 of 59. That's about as good as you can shoot. Uh, you know, what are you going to shoot, 70%? I mean, it, that was just a beatdown of epic proportion. I, I, look, if the Celtics were going to get that, I thought it was going to be a close one. I never thought the Cavaliers would roll over like the dogs that they did. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, 103-83, 72% is that number from the Cavs, or from the Celtics starters from the field. And I, I know we, we love to kind of overanalyze things, and we're now going to have another twist and turn in this. And I don't know why we – I don't know why we have to endlessly debate LeBron versus MJ, but you know it's going to continue nonstop, Arnie. Still, though, there is the potential for a turnaround. I I say I'm not buying it. Okay, I'm I'm just I'm laying it out there to play devil's advocate to you because that's what we have to do. Of course, Uh, but there's a chance for a turnaround, and you can play this out in Cleveland for LeBron homers or for anyone that's anti-Boston. All that has happened so far in this series, Arnie is what's supposed to happen, is the home team won a game, right? Really? really? Right. Is that all that really happened? Because if the Cavaliers would have lost on the last second shot, you'd say, oh, boy, this is going to be a great series. Cavaliers could have stolen right off the bat. Is that all that really happened when you win and take, like, a 30-point lead and you hold the best player maybe in basketball to 15 points and only five field goals? Because I'll tell you what. If, if 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 he wasn't doubting what you know the defenders were doing against him in game one, he'll be doubting himself now for crying out loud. I know. I, I again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, Arnie. I I I'm with you on this, but again, I was someone who had believed in Boston from when the series started. Unlike you, who have changed your opinion after seeing one game. Well, I, I mean, who wins like this, Chris, with two guys, with two of their best players out? I mean, you take two of your best players out in any sport, you're not going to win like this. Con- consistently, and and this isn't just voila. This happened in Game One against the Cavaliers. This team played all season long without Gordon Hayward. They lost. Uh, when, when did they lose Kyrie, Eric? They lost him with what uh, about a month left in the season, maybe less than that. Maybe it was like three weeks. But they have been able to consistently stay at a very high level, even without those guys. And again, it's not like suddenly they're desolate and they're destitute. They have talent. Tatum has ended up being 
quite the star. Uh, out of out of nowhere, you have Rozier, who has become Scary Terry, and that's all everyone's even talking about right now. And mm. you got uh, Jalen Brown, who has stepped up. You got dudes that have been cut before, and suddenly it shows you how sometimes patience can pay off. Because where were we? Let's I, I, and I'm not trying to get too well. Everyone praised Danny Ainge, but two years ago, Arnie. When Danny Ainge hadn't really made that big move and they had all the money and they had all the draft picks and Boston fan was getting unsettled. We haven't made that big move yet. When are we going to go get a superstar? What happens? Bam, they make the trade for Kyrie Irving. Bam, they sign Gordon Hayward. Uh, Hayward gets hurt, but it's also some of the little moves that they've made as well, too. As different as this Cleveland Cavaliers roster is, it's a completely new world for this Celtics roster, too, as compared to last year. And it's a pretty damn good job what Danny Ainge has done in giving them the talent. And and then to do it with losing the two key guys that you thought were going to be the leaders for this team. By by the way, did I ever – look, I know I've told you the Steve Kerr story. Did I ever tell you that I invited Danny Ainge to my wedding? I, I, of all the stories that we've heard and that I know, I don't think I've ever heard about you. you never heard Danny that Ainge one to your wedding. No, Danny and I, I used not. to be used to be kind of close back in the Phoenix days. Well, get him on the show. What are you doing here? No, I'm, I'm not kidding around. We like one time I was sitting like courtside. He gave me the ball to shoot a basket. When I went to shoot it, he, he tried to get me thrown out of the arena. So no, I mean no, seriously though. We are. I, I could probably call him up and. He could probably say no like Steve Kerr does. We could do that game again. <laughs> I don't even know if we have a number <laughs> for Steve Kerr. Anyway, uh, we, we, we'll overanalyze to the nth degree because, again, that's what we do this yes. time of year in the NBA playoffs. And I've, I've been sold on Arnie's take on this in that we spend all NBA season being told by the experts, the pundits, the fans, hey, you calm down now. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't need to be knee-jerking after one week. Well, here we are. I mean, I, I loved what LeBron James said afterwards, and it was, hey, this isn't March Madness. I didn't go to college, but we have an opportunity here, and I'm not panicking at all. He's right. Oh, is that but what he said? What... I thought he gave the play-by-play of the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, that's all anyone else has yeah. ever laid out. That that 7-0 run, which I yeah. guess changed everything yes, because they yes. were still up by 14 yeah. whenever they went on that run. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just – I guess we overanalyze things like crazy, but again, we've been told all season long, let it play out, you got time, and and here we are. But, Arnie, LeBron is struggling. The Cavs getting beat in Game 1 is merely an appetizer, right, for the Western Conference Finals that everyone has been waiting for. We've got Houston and Golden State. We'll get into it coming up next. And, oh, by the way, it was like, the early 2000s all over again. You had a big game with LeBron in the spotlight, and by God, Tiger Woods was making a push. <laughs> Did you find yourself watching any extra golf? Did, and I don't think anyone believed that Tiger was going to push back and get the win. Of course, 17 really helped that out quite a bit to not happen. But did you find yourself tuned in a little bit more than usual today to the golf world? Zero. Zero. How about wow. that? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, there you go. Is that, is that honest enough for you? Come on now. I, I mean, one, Dunkirk was on TV, so how can, how can I pass on that? I had not seen that. Two, I mean, now's your chance to go ahead and, and you know, concentrate on the basketball game. You had that going on. I mean, what, 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 I don't have time for golf. 
Arnie does it. And this, of course, is where Arnie gets into his, I didn't play golf. I'm from the mean streets. We fought each other. So you and your country club can go take a hike. The mean streets of the Bronx, New York. Let's tell everybody exactly where I'm from. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, obviously we have to shelve golf talk. But Western Conference Finals and your reaction at Stinking Genius 1. That's Arnie on Twitter, S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius in the number one. I'm at Plank Show. Everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Western Conference Finals, who you got? We'll get into it next. Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday looking ahead to the Western Conference Finals in moments. But first, we're brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them, Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. You, really, I, had to, I, mean, I had to unlike a tweet, Chris. You know, usually I like everything. It, everything. Everything. And I even liked it. I said, I can't like that. I had to unlike it. It was so asinine, for crying out loud. From what? Aaron that said, hey, weasels. And if he would have just stopped there, I would have hit the like button on that. I would have said, fine, hey, weasels, right. like it. Uh, Brad Stevens has surpassed Belichick as the smartest coach in all of sports. We do uh, talk we about kind of lose Jeez, <laughs> you know, I, I, and that's my biggest frustration. There's times whenever I'll see things and I think, "Wow, that's a real interesting hill to die on." That LeBron isn't clutch, <laughs> or that Kevin Durant to the Warriors was dumb. What a, what an interesting hot take hill yeah. to die on. But can, can he can he win a title first before yeah, just we? One. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just. <laughs> I, it was funny as as we were in, in the break. I remember, and Arnie, you're in the area. You're you're in the Northeast. You're in the New England area. Yeah, uh, they, they they tend to be a little passionate in the Boston area. Yeah, and I can remember reading several. You could say real sports fans. You're not going to offend anybody. Okay, well, yeah. real sports fans compared to the West Coast. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, but. There was a lot of uh, buzz about, well, you know, Brad Stevens might be coaching for his job uh, at times during last year. And I oh. and I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So during the break, I was like, did I dream that or did that really happen? What, did so he win I, Coach of the Year? Come on. Right, now. right. So I Googled up Brad Stevens should be fired. Yeah. And there's about five or six articles. Of course, some of them by, you know, wannabe columnist. It was just funny to me to see how quickly someone will – Take a serious. I mean, it really, in all in all reality, Arnie, it's amazing what the Celtics have done. You're not taking anything away from Brad Stevens by saying, "Hey, you've done a really good job." It's not. <laughs> you're not also undercutting him if you say, "Well, he's not quite one of the greats yet." It's almost as if because he's won two series now. Oh my gosh. This dude's the smartest thing I've ever seen. Did you hear what he said in his press conference? But he's better than Belichick. It's great. It's good. But he doesn't have to be the greatest of all time after just a couple of series. Oh, yeah, sure he does. It's got to be the best of everything or not the best of anything. But, you know, my my thing to you is, do you have any, any analogy what this is like to lose your top two players and nah. still, I mean, I'm thinking about maybe football when you lose a quarterback like a, and then Kurt Warner comes in and Carson leads you to Lance. the Super Bowl or something like that. But again, that's that's one player. I don't know if you can lose two players in uh, baseball, football, basketball, your two best players and, and, and still play like this. Philly fans would go in depth with their laundry list of injuries from this year and challenge that, I think. So, Eagle fan, if if you want to give us a resume of the injuries they overcame. That's but, true with Carson Wentz. That's true. Uh, Carson Wentz, and they had a couple of other guys defensively. I think Jordan Hicks went down. But if if you, I mean, legitimately nobody 
and I mean nobody outside the most diehard Boston Celtic fan had them even probably getting to this point. Because what? Where, where were we a week and a half ago, Arnie? Where were we in the sports media world a week and a half ago? Welcome to the era of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a week and a half ago, as I'm driving around listening on the weekends, I hear, it's the Sixers time. Joel Embiid is taking over. Ben Simmons is the next Magic Johnson. It's over. O-V-E-R, over. Oh, yeah. People are yeah. stealing your bit. And now here we are a week and a half later, and it's Brad Stevens is greater than Bill Belichick. And, oh, my gosh, the Sixers are going to try to go get LeBron and Kawhi Leonard. I'm like, wait, what? Just just two weeks ago, they were the greatest thing we've ever seen. So it, it changes. I mean, it's like it's, it's an ever-ongoing moving target whenever it comes to who's the greatest right now. But with that said, this is one hell of a coaching job right now that's being done. Uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, here. I just want to say this. We waited two days for this game. Is that what I no, – no NBA Friday? No NBA Saturday. Hey, what the hell? It's not like it's a weekend or something like that. And then you're going to give me the first game, uh, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 on the on the West Coast on Mother's Day. And and then there's a blowout by halftime. I bet your ratings plummeted on that game today, Chris. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I had I, You and I were trading a few texts during it, and I had to watch it on DVR. You think I'm going to be able to get away from my wife with two yeah. kids yeah. and tell her, hey, <laughs> we're going to watch an NBA game? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Jeez. But yeah, I, I thought it would have been smarter to put it in prime time. I thought it might have been a little bit smarter to go ahead and start your Western Conference final series since it's been done a little bit longer. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to understand the TV scheduling game, but year after year after year, I, ju- I don't understand what the NBA does. I mean, there is no outside of the All-Star break. There is no time this year where a team will have a longer break between games than what Golden State and Houston has had. Right. It's just ridiculous. And then we turn around and, all right, let's get going with this. It's two days. It was dumb not to have anything on Friday. Well, I understand that you have to keep some room there in case there's a Game 7 or in case series right. move on. But this this was over. Why couldn't we get things? Friday night was made for the NBA. Friday night, we all set our schedules throughout the NBA season. Here's a great opportunity to put a game on a Friday or a Saturday night, and what do we do? Let's wait till Sunday afternoon, and then we'll really get them on Monday with our big home oh. run shot. It's dumb. It makes no sense. Uh, here's a quick point from Can't Close the Deal, Neil. And I'm <laughs> curious to get your thoughts on this, Arnie. Um, and by the way, he does call you a radio god. So yes, you are up you. on that level with him. I love that this, guy. This happened in game one of the Pacers versus the Cavs. Pacers won easily. Then the refs took over and made sure the Cavs won the series. The same will happen here. The rest of the series will be five on eight. All of the 50-50 calls will go the way of the Cavs. Do you agree? I didn't see the memo. Did the memo come out? Did I miss that one that says the Cavs have to win or, or you got to force it to seven games? Oh, stop with the baloney. The refs are not going to – what could the refs do when you're down by 30 points? What are they going to po- give a uh, 29 technicals on the other side there? They're, there's nothing they're going to be able to do. I promise you that, Chris. Well, I, I'll say that I don't think this becomes Cavs-Raptors, do you? I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be a situation where you're constantly down 30 if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, I, mean, I, I could be wrong, but I mean, I, I do think well, you would have said that about today's game. Would you have not? Well, yeah, I mean, of course, but I mean, it's also you're, you're going to force me to use it. It's also one game. 
It's also one game, Arnie. And what's happened so far in the series, the home team has won. Congratulations. What's supposed to happen has happened. Uh, did you not hear, LeBron? Did you not hear? That's the greatest player in the history of the NBA, according to you. He should be able to bounce back, right? After what we saw against Toronto, he said no concerns, no problems. I see what they're going to do. I know how to adjust. I mean, we're not going to see 30-point blots the rest of the way, are we? Uh, are we? Can I just say something about that? You know, I w- I'm ready. I said if LeBron wins this, uh, wins a championship this year, he will be the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Though, you know, it's, it's kind of like getting engaged and then at the last minute saying, you know, I'm, I'm starting to have second thoughts. If LeBron doesn't get by Boston, though, I'm going to take back that ring and have second thoughts about him being the greatest of all time. Well, you are allowed to change your mind. Wow, look at you. What can I do? I mean, every time I hold your feet to the fire on something, yeah, you know, I just don't really believe that anymore. It's not like like there's a win column or anything here that I get to check all the time. I mean, Twitter, Twitter at some things is like an elephant and never forgets, and sometimes it's like, my, uh, it's like my 14 year old son. It always forgets. It's like we did what? What did we talk about last week? So anyway, yeah. I again, I'm not one to go ahead and bury the Cavs yet. But then again, I didn't have them going in and blowing out Boston throughout this series based on what happened against. Well, Trump. I had it going seven. I th- said this was going to be a hard fought series. Um, it may not be that hard fought. It may be hard fought on one side, and the other side's not going to go go ahead and fight back. They, you know. If the Cavaliers, and I'll give them a little bit of credit to getting them within 14, but that was a small run there when they started the fourth. Otherwise, they were dominated in, in, in just about every aspect, in like 47 of the 48 minutes of this game, in offense, defense, hustle, shooting, three-point shooting, rebounding, assist. There was nothing the Cavaliers could hang their hat on after game one. It was not going well. Whenever you have to brag about, they've cut it to 14. That's usually a moment whenever maybe things haven't gone so well. All right, hey, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, got a ton of tweets rolling in. We'll get to them. And we promise a preview of that huge Western Conference Finals, which finally gets underway tomorrow. But pay attention. Steve DeSager is in the house to get us caught up on everything that is, well, I guess nothing is currently going on, but everything that has taken place in the world of sports today. Steve? Good evening, gentlemen. Remember when the Cavs shot out to that 7-4 to lead today? Yes. Things were looking good. Can we yeah. even, by the way, continue to talk about this series since I guess it's over? I heard it's early over. in the it's done. Right. first segment. Arnie should be on that TNT desk. You know, Charles Barkley does make some good points. He just talks so much that he's just flat wrong eventually and kind of often. Especially about the whole Golden State run. Remember, uh, a jump shooting team is never going to win the title. You can yeah, never make yeah. that many jumpers to win four playoff series in a row. And Steph Whoops. Curry and Clay Thompson, I don't think they can play together. Or, uh, you know, as soon as the Lakers get Dwight Howard, they're going to be the favorites. I could be just as wrong as Barkley. They should hire me. That's right. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> Step up. It's a lot of money. Boston today was up 32 to 11 late first quarter. That included a 17-0 run. They win the opener of the Eastern Conference Finals, 108-83 against Cleveland, the four seed in the East. Jalen Brown, 23 points for the Celtics. Marcus Morris, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Morris started. And Al Horford, good again, 20 points, six assists. I think he made his first seven shots. He wound up eight for 10 from the floor. Unbelievable. The Boston Celtics are 8-0 at home in this postseason. So they don't have to win another road game to get to the NBA Finals, put it that way. Cleveland, from three-point range, started 0 for 14 today. 
NHL playoffs tonight in the East Final. Washington is up two games to none. Caps were down after the first period at Tampa Bay this evening, 2-1. to 6-2 Caps, though, the final. In golf with the players, Tiger Woods tied for 11th place. Webb Simpson, the winner by four strokes. Former NFL coach Chuck Knox passed away at the age of 86. Tonight in baseball, Arizona lost its fifth straight game. Washington beat him 6-4. to Mark Reynolds with two homers, including a two-run shot for the lead in the top of the eighth. The Angels scored in the bottom of the ninth to edge Minnesota 2-1. to Cincinnati won its sixth straight game, beating the Dodgers again oh, in L.A. Dodgers. See, that's why. It's comments no. like that why the Dodgers no. have lost. Seven of eight. Wow. Five to three. The Reds win this one. Milwaukee and San Diego with wins. In fact, let's finish with this on this happy Mother's Day, everybody. And sometimes zones, it's still Sunday. Two items for you on this Mother's Day weekend. Former NBA All-Star Chris Bosh is being sued by his mother. She alleges that uh, he took away her home. I think this is the one in Texas where uh, she, at the end of last year, was arrested for allegedly allowing drugs to be dealt on the property. That's the one. So Chris Bosh denies all the allegations and is requesting the case be tossed out. And then there is the starter... On the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers today, Freddie Peralta. His parents flew in from the Dominican Republic to see him play at AAA this weekend because his team was at Colorado Springs. Milwaukee called him up this weekend because they had a pitcher get sick. Guess where Milwaukee's playing this weekend? They were at Colorado. Nice. So the parents just go to Denver, and they see their kid in his Major League debut today. Nice. They're on hand for Freddie Peralta to have a no-hitter in the sixth inning today. He wound up going five and two-thirds, no runs, one hit allowed, 13 strikeouts in his Major League debut and he gets the win. Quite a story. It's going to be the best of all time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it is over. O-V-E-R. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thanks. Need you. Appreciate it. As uh, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Good stuff on Twitter tonight. I, I like this from Golden Knights. Like, yeah. Better than Bill Belichick? Okay, so let's set up that game for January in Foxborough. Then I'll believe Stevens is better. <laughs> Have the Celtics line up against the Patriots. This is a this is a good point, an absolute good point by Eddie. He writes, "My summer vacations are shorter than the NBA breaks between playoff games." No kidding. Yeah. Uh, and there was one more I wanted to get to here. I would rather bet on anything the kiss of death told me to. Then have Ty Lue as my head coach. Did you hear those knuckleheads comparing him to Phil Jackson? Does anyone think Ty Lue is a good coach? Oh, he just, you know, I was listening. It's funny he said that because I was listening to his comments after, what was it, the first quarter? Mm-hmm. And it just sounded like I was watching a movie cliche. Oh, we got to come out with more intensity. We got. I mean, it was just I, I, really. It was. I'd rather hear Popovich just stare and say one word before I hear the, all the cliches. You know, as someone who spends a lot of time as a sideline reporter, I'm all about getting more opportunities to interview coaches. But those moments are dumb to begin with. And if the NBA or ESPN or ABC or Fox or whomever ends up with the NBA, TNT, if they shelve them, I think we're better off because you never get anything from those interviews. It's all coach speak, Arnie. I'll judge him based on what happens. I I just think you're always going to be undercut by the media based on LeBron being on your roster, right? I mean, remember Eric, Eric Spolstra, 
was talked about like Brad Stevens is talked about today whenever he had LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And look where he is now. I mean, they're they're getting eliminated in the first round of the playoffs, and they're talking about he should be fired. So you're always going to be less of a coach when you don't have LeBron in a lot of people's eyes. Again, would I take Brad Stevens over him? Oh, Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. But I don't ever really know if we considered him a great coach at all. Did we? Did we? Who, Spolstra? Or Brad Ty Stevens, Tyloo, Tyloo, oh, Tyloo. We oh, oh, yeah. yeah, well, Tyloo. No, we never even. Are you kidding me? All we thought is that he was handpicked by LeBron, and exactly. uh, he was just there to take uh, orders from LeBron. I never even thought of him as a major head coach or anything like that. I just remember him as the guy that Allen Iverson stepped over in Game One of the NBA Finals <laughs> after he drilled that quarter three. And then Bakersfield Rod gets us right into our next topic. He writes, "Here you guys go again." It doesn't matter who comes out of the East. They're not going to win the title. So that gets us set for tomorrow night, tonight on the East Coast. Yeah. With the, uh, I almost said San Francisco Warriors. What am I watching? The Golden State Warriors in action against the Houston Rockets. Game one, they are ready in Houston. They, um, They feel like this is the year. This is the time. This is their moment. Arnie. I know you're a believer that they're right. What yeah. are the odds that you're going to be end up changing your opinion like you did on Cleveland in less zero, than a zero on that one? I'm not going to be wrong twice. Uh, hey, fool me <laughs> once, shame on me. Fool me again, uh, I'll quit my job. Right? Is that the way the whole saying goes? No way. As a matter of fact, if the, if the game goes like today's game, uh, then I expect the Rockets to win like the way the Celtics won. Uh, they're at home, and people seem to forget that. Okay, that that's the first thing too. The Rockets can score offensively and actually keep up with the Golden State Warriors. Three, uh, shooting is down a little bit in the playoffs. Plus, Rockets' defense, not as hideous as people think it is. Uh, I like the Rockets, at least in, uh, I like them in the series, but I like them in game one also, Chris. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a fun series. You know, you always root for it to be a good series, especially if your team's not in and you don't have a rooting interest. You don't want to end up getting fired up for a game and get what we got today from the Eastern Conference Finals. But damn, Arnie, I mean, this is just dripping with storylines. Uh, the difference that a Chris Paul makes. The fact that everyone wants to talk about Westbrook and Durant, but let's not forget James Harden was actually with Durant the only time he made the NBA Finals as a player with the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, he and he and Westbrook had a lot of success, but they only made the Western Conference Finals once. I'm sorry, the NBA Finals once, and that was with James Harden as part of that group. That was what their third year in Oklahoma. By the way, City. is that so, a record to lose? Kevin Durant, and then he wins a championship to lose Harden, and he wins a championship for another team. That's got to be a record losing stars, and they go on to win championships for other teams. Yeah, that's a record we don't like to talk about around Oklahoma City. (laughs) But again, we have to see Houston do it first more than anything else. I don't know, man. I think Golden State's a little bit of a better defensive team than Houston. I think that's going to be an interesting. Oh, I agree with you that. I just don't think they're as bad. People think of the Rockets' defense; they go, "Wow, they're horrible because of James Harden." Well. First of all, yes, Harden is not the best defender, but the team is a lot better than than you give him credit for. But all you think about is Harden's defense when you talk about defense. Who has the edge on the bench? And I don't mean sixth man, seventh man, eighth man. I mean Mike D'Antoni versus Steve Kerr. Who's got the edge there? I think it's got to be Kerr, right? I mean, look, obviously, why you don't think it's you, you no, don't no? Think I'm just asking. I, I think it's got to be Kerr, though. 
you know, in this one, I think it's going to rely mostly on the players. Brad Stevens made a difference in the last series. I'm not so sure that these coaches are going to make such a a difference with X's and O's. I think they're just going to remain positive, you know, keep their team going and words of encouragement. I don't think there's going to be a lot of X's and O's maybe at the end of the game, but for the most part, they're just going to let their uh, guys play. That's, that's why they're good coaches. I've got an X factor. This is one of my favorite hacky sports radio bits, but I got an X factor in this series for you yeah. when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's Arnie and Plank. We're talking Western Conference Finals. Houston, Golden State next on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. 877-99 on Fox. On Twitter, got a lot of good stuff on Twitter already. At Plank Show, that's me. Arnie is at Stinking Genius. Zach one. rips us. And at Fox Sports Radio. I'm... I'm sure it's not as bad as you make it, Arnie. What did Zach say? Did you guys just rip Ty Lue for saying pick up the intensity that Tony and Kerr are great coaches for giving words of encouragement, shaking my damn head? I think it's uh, No, no, the... I said there's a difference between doing that on-air interview, saying nothing, and then talking to your team, two different things there. Yeah, and, and I just, again, my take is consistent. Everyone that has a star player, is always kind of dropped a notch because they have that star player. As soon as they lose him, if they do things like Brad Stevens is doing it, we we elevate them to a level that they, they might be worthy of. But Ty Lue is always going to be viewed as clueless whenever they lose because he has LeBron. Now, I was going to add this real quick. As Steve DeSager joins us to get us caught up on everything going on in the Who world of sports. Who wouldn't let me stay at his house when I was in town playing? The back porch was not available, sorry. Wow. It's cold, cold-blooded, man. That, wow. that, that Steve DeSager, you don't mess with him. <laughs> wow. Um, hey, keep an eye on Clint Capella in this series. I'm, I know this isn't necessarily real deep stuff and I don't think between these two teams you're going to see this magical dude appear out of nowhere Um, but Capella's been really good and he gives the Rockets something that has given the Warriors problems at times listen Anthony Davis is a rim protector maybe one of the best in the game but I I really dig Capella and I think it's going to be interesting to see how he matches up against Golden State because we're finally to the series, Steve, that we've all been waiting for tomorrow yes. night with Golden State and Houston. Golden State at Houston for Game 1. And Clint Capella in the first round of the playoffs averaged 16 points, 14 Look rebounds out. per game. So, yes. Look out. We've talked about the NBA schedule this weekend on the air. Of course, Boston finally got the Eastern Conference Finals going today with the easy victory as it turned out over Cleveland. Game 2 in Boston Tuesday. And then the series is off until Saturday night. I know. Crazy. What? Yes. <laughs> We finally get things going. Just don't get used to Boston-Cleveland on the court, I guess, because, you know, after Tuesday, we're going to have some days off. In fact, if there's a four-game sweep for Boston in this series, the Celtics are going to have 10 days off, perhaps, until the NBA Finals begin. Because the NBA Finals are not starting until the end of May. That's kind of set in stone with their pregame league schedule. And this was the last day game of the NBA season, by the way, today. Everything is primetime from here on out. It should be. I don't even know why today it wasn't primetime. Well, you do get better ratings generally that way. Of course, the NHL, while the NFL had this huge hole in its schedule, had a chance for big ratings. Uh, They put 
uh, on NBC, this Vegas team in the conference final last night, they got about two and a half million viewers, which for hockey is good. Not bad. Uh, of course, it didn't get the good ratings that the show 48 Hours got opposite it wow. on a Saturday night. That got close to three and a half million, and hockey was about two and a half million. 48 Hours is a good show. I mean, in, in, in all defense, it's usually <laughs> it's usually some awful murder mystery, yes. so it sucks me in whenever there's a yeah, bad game. Yeah, me too. Uh, I got to wait the two damn hours to get the answer. At least the NHL <laughs> game live on network television last night it did get slightly better ratings than the american idol repeat for a saturday night uh but the washington capitals somehow are up two games to none in the east final after winning tonight we brought this up a couple weeks ago the washington capitals have been awful in their playoff history the last 20 yeah. years haven't gotten out of the second round the last yep. 20 years finally they upset pittsburgh here they are conference finals a team that's won their division, by the way, 10 times in the last 20 years and still has that playoff record. So up two games to none, winning two road games to start the series. I'm sure their fans are saying, no, no, can't be. Something's going to happen. They're going to screw it up somehow this coming week. But so far, something to no, cheer about. they're not about. screwing anything up. They're going to they're gonna win the cup for crying out loud. They were down, what, three games to one in the first series. Should have been all over and, and done with then, and they, they fought back. There are some fans that are Oriole fans in that general area, and that's a truly horrendous baseball team this year. Yeah. And yet today, the Baltimore Orioles win 17-1 to one over Tampa Bay, and Manny Machado hasn't been traded yet. He's uh, three hits, he's still an Oriole, and he's batting three fifty. so something in the Mid-Atlantic region for them today. Are you guys aware that uh, in Major League Baseball now at the final day of the season they have all the games start at the same time? It's right. a great thing and they do that at the English Premier League. The soccer schedule ended this morning. NBC has the uh, rights to that league and so they wanted to show all 10 games today. Of course, that would mean you have 10 channels because they're all kicking off at the same time. True. So they wound up taking literally any channel that is under the quasi-umbrella of the National Broadcasting Company. There was soccer on Sci-Fi Channel. There was soccer on E! There was soccer on Bravo. (laughs) They cut out, believe it or not, Meet the Press to show Premier League Soccer. The show that in television history is the longest-running show. It's been on the air since the late 1940s. Didn't know it was still on. They had soccer instead, and people, especially on the news channels that NBC has, they were showing soccer games as well. You wanted to see Swansea against Stoke? CNBC was your channel this morning. Who didn't want to see that, huh? (laughs) Man, people went nuts on Twitter saying, why are you taking away my Sunday morning news? It's just part of them. It's like the NCAA tournament. Having the rights, yeah. It was, man, 10 games at the same time. They had to find some slots. Well, how are those New York Mets doing? Wow, my Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're doing the same, and Arnie is the reason. The Mets had started the season 11-1. They've now lost 17 of 25 since. Jacob deGrom, great pitcher, came off the DL. He'd had a bad elbow, and there was about an hour rain delay at the start. And then he pitches the first inning, and it takes 45 pitches to get three outs. Yep, That included 20 foul balls total, and so they just pinch hit for him in the second. He comes off the DL and pitched one inning, and the Mets lost 4-2 to at Philadelphia, a team that's actually in contention with a rookie manager. And guess who has the best record in the National League now that Arizona's lost five straight? 
The oh Atlanta Braves. The Jeez. Braves won again today, 4-3 at Miami. Unbelievable. Thanks to Sager. Bob Horner, Dale Murphy doing a great job yeah. this year for the Atlanta Braves. Larry it was funny. Jones. He was he was laying out how bad the <laughs> Orioles are this year. They're, they're only three games worse than the, than the Dodgers. We'll talk more about that next on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two. Hour two. Let's get after it as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I have uh, two stories I want to get into yeah. this hour at some point, Arnie, that we haven't talked about yet that I, I don't know if they're getting the coverage that they deserve or that they, they need. One of them is what's becoming an interesting angle in Detroit with Matt Patricia. And because you're in that New England area, it, yeah. I'm curious to see what the reaction has been there. And then the second the second is kind of humorous because I guess now the Sixers, because they were the next great thing in the NBA a week ago, and everyone was telling me how they're here to take over and it's a dynasty well, apparently their coach now says they need help. And according to Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer, they're prepared to do whatever it takes to sign LeBron James this summer. Mm. Though in all honesty, who isn't prepared right. to do whatever it takes to sign LeBron James? And apparently they've reported interest, uh, expressed interest in trading for Kawhi Leonard. So we, we need to get to those two stories. Yeah, good but luck again, on that. Like, nobody else is going after those guys. I, but why did you think of what, by the way, what did you think about all the knee-jerk reaction of Kawhi at the uh, Dodger game? Oh, see, I because I've tuned out the Dodgers because I get too angry, I guess I must have missed that. But see, I was He was too, at the I Dodger was, game on Saturday, I believe. Yeah, but Friday Baker Mayfield was yeah. there. Baker Mayfield was there like on Thursday or Friday. So what is he now going to be a Ram or Trey, a Charger Trey, or something? No. But I mean, everybody's look, like, look at Kawhi. He can't even go watch his own team play, but he's at the Dodger game and all that stuff. You know, watch his own team play. What is he going to go watch the San Antonio Missions get after it? I mean, love me, love me some minor league <laughs> baseball, but come on, y'all, you get a chance to go to Chavez. No, he, I meant with the Spurs it. and all that stuff. You know? Oh, oh, I see what yeah. they're saying. All right, yeah. okay, that's fair enough. And then, of course, with that, we do have the saga. Paul Paul George had his surgery. Now, I, I was I was even confused by this. Because some people that covered the Thunder were like, oh, the Thunder doctors did the surgery. And then when you actually dig a little bit deeper, you're like, well, the, the Thunder doctors were present. But there was that uh, the surgeon who's well-known in the Los Angeles area. I don't know if he's truly the Lakers surgeon, but he actually did the repair to Paul George's knees. So now is it truly a sign that he's on his way? We are reading it. There was a video. I'm not kidding, Arnie. This is what it's like in Oklahoma right yeah. now in the NBA offseason. There was a video of him playing paintball with Russell Westbrook. And everyone thought, oh, my gosh, he's sticking around a paintball or something. It was it was either laser tag or paintball or something. Oh, look, they're buddies. And then a week later, there was a video of him walking around Disney World. It's like, oh, what, what's he doing back in, he's in California? He's gone. Right? So it's been pretty funny to follow the back and forth of that. But real quick, let's kind of reset the top stories of the day. Of course, uh, LeBron struggled tonight. The Cavs fall to the Boston Celtics, 103-83. I mean, it wasn't even I as close as the score indicates there, you know? Isn't that kind of sad yeah. whenever a, a series we've been waiting for as NBA fans and seeing LeBron go up against Brad Stevens, I guess, is kind of the storyline that everyone's talking about. But you eat... Out of the gate, it was okay. And then in the college basketball world, you would hit that first media timeout, 
and it was done. It was over. I mean, Boston went on that run, never looked back. We're trying to make it sound like it's a game whenever the lead was cut to 14. But you, your opinion here is game over, man, game over. Boston's got this, right? I mean, how could you not feel that after what you saw today? Like you said, 7-4, to four, uh, three minutes in, two minutes in, whatever it was, and it was all, all Celtics after that in every imaginable way, too. Uh, the, the the starters were 34-59. They did a phenomenal job. I don't think I've ever seen LeBron James get shut down like that with only five field goals. The other five points coming from the foul line. I mean, really, it was a complete domination in every aspect. Offense, defense, rebounding. Um, they just they just dominated. And it's more than just one win. Uh, if I'm the Celtics, I'm feeling real confident uh, that you could put away this Cleveland team and go to the NBA Finals. All right, let's go uh, quickly through the locker room. LeBron James with a, a a good take on this. I have zero level of concern at this stage. I didn't go to college, so it's not March Madness. You know, you, you get better throughout the series. You see ways you can get better throughout the series. But I've been down 0-1. I've been down 0-2. Uh, I've been down before in the postseason. But for me, there's never no level of concern, no matter how bad I played tonight with seven turnovers, how inefficient I was shooting the ball. Just as confident going into a series, no matter if it's a 0-0 series or I'm down 0-1. Don't think anyone can use it. Well, I think he's kind of tired. I don't think anyone's (laughs) going to use that excuse either because they've had the longer rest. And in all reality, everyone's pretty beat up by now. Uh, Marcus Morris, Arnie, you brought this up earlier. He's gaining the reputation as a... As the root, what Reuben Patterson was to Kobe. Wow, was it, the LeBron was it, stopper, yeah. Yeah, was it was it Joe Dumars with Michael Jordan, or was it the microwave, Vinny Johnson? I I can never remember who would always give him problems. I don't but, think it was Vinny, but go ahead. Yeah, I'd, probably not. But here's yeah. what uh, here's what Marcus Morris said whenever he was asked about shutting down LeBron James. I'm a competitor. You know, he's he's the best player, and you know, I'm gonna be able to tell my kids this one day. So, you know, it's exciting. I love the challenge. But like I said, man, it's a team effort. 5 of 16, 0 for 5 from beyond the three-point line. Seven turnovers in 36 minutes. What I believe was a playoff worst, minus 32. I love everything LeBron said. But even in that, Arnie, how can you not love what Marcus Morris said as well? Well, look, I love that he gave the whole team credit. But imagine this. We're the LeBron haters uh, because I don't think they've come out in full force because they're starting to think to themselves, damn, the Celtics may go to the NBA Finals. We want LeBron to lose to Golden State or Houston. They, I don't think they're happy that he's going to end up losing to a no-name, no-star Celtic team. You know what I mean? This is the reminder that we did have them buried after losing Game 1 yes. to the Pacers, too. Yes. Uh, Brad Stevens, the greatest coach in the history of any sport ever, <laughs> according to our Twitter feeds right now. I think we're yeah. very alert to the fact that we'll get a heavyweight punch on Tuesday night. And, oh, you yeah. know, um, it's another great challenge and another great opportunity to experience something for this for this team. He even sounds smarter than everyone else. So I, <laughs> I dig it. I, I love how this series now sets up to create a must-watch mindset on Tuesday coming oh, yeah. off. What everyone's going to be talking about on Monday, you know, we were laying out the storylines in the Western Conference Finals, the best versus the best in the West, obviously former teammates. I, I had completely forgot about Steve Kerr and Mike D'Antoni together in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I completely forgot about that until a couple of – were you there when that 
pairing took place or no? Was that pre-Arnie, post-Arnie in the Phoenix area? No, that was post-Arnie in the Phoenix area. That way, way post-Arnie okay. in the Phoenix area. So, no, I wasn't around for that stuff, Chris. But, a- a- again, there's so many different storylines in that series. Now, let's add a completely new angle to this Boston-Cleveland series, which yeah. is h- how does LeBron respond? Does the supporting cast who averaged 84 points in the previous series, how do they respond to things in Game 2? So I, I, I love – I know last night you and Aaron Torres kind of talked a little bit about, hey, the NBA might be in trouble. You got a, a few issues here with maybe some TV ratings. I, I think, at least in this short-term, Arnie, with Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals and Game game 2 looming on Tuesday, it's really going to be hard not to have a lot of eyes on this because, let's face it, there's not much going on unless Bill Belichick retires on Monday. <laughs> You're not going to have an NFL storyline to steal the headlines. Baseball, listen, love what everyone's doing right now, but let's face it, it's not getting the eyes it's going to get as we get to July and August. Hockey's great, but we're tripling the ratings of hockey right now. This is a great time to take over the sports world for the NBA, and you've got two great, potentially great, yeah. two really good series, and you got great storylines everywhere. I'm not so sure they're doing it, though. Aaron said last night that the first round ratings were down. I've got to imagine second round was down because there were, what, a four or five game series, and they all ended early, so that one you could throw out. Plus, now you take the start of the third round, the conference finals, and you go up against Mother's Day in a 20-point blowout, which was 30 at one time. So I don't know how great the ratings could be. Uh, I mean, obviously, people are going to tune in tomorrow. Uh, what do you got going up against it? Not too much, but, you know, it's Monday night. It's not the ma- massive ratings that the NBA was hoping for. Where, where are they getting that? Where, where's that coming from? Everything I've seen and everything I've read is that the NBA – is up from where it's been. In fact, there was an article. The second round just, hasn't come out yet, I don't think, but go ahead. The NBA ratings, the best conference semifinal viewership since 2013. How's that Is possible? what they've had so yeah, far. I don't, know, well, that, the, I don't know how today's conference championship is going to be able uh, how that's. Uh, show me the ratings on that uh, going up against well, Mother's if, Day. If, if, you're, yeah. if, if, if he's laying out that the ratings are down, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you the NBA's king, but it's wrong. Austin Carp said NBA viewership continues to roll. This is just from May 11th. Through conference semifinals, league is up 2% across all national TV partners. Conference semifinal viewership was the best for that round since 2013. NBA playoff games have now been the top primetime telecast on TV on 21 of the 26 nights. That was just from May. Have we even played a game since May 11th, to be honest with you? So, again, I'm not talking about massive increases, but the numbers aren't down anywhere in the NBA playoffs right now. I find that shocking because, you know, I guess you could make what you want of it. I just can't imagine that they'd be up after a crappy second round like that. I maybe they just go up automatically then, but that was a horrible second round. If if you going to go up, you expect a few seven round series. It wasn't even close to that. Well, listen. Here's the deal, Arnie. There's a new level being set of greatness in the sports world, and y'all are just trying to chase my beloved college softball. So until you get to that level with my defending back-to-back champ, Oklahoma Sooners, we got nothing to talk about Easy. here. Okay. You can get fired for talking uh, women's softball. Slow down there. It's not women's softball. It's just softball. It's oh my bad. Over I'm the sorry. World. Uh, let me see a couple of other quick tweets here. Is that, is that a little pet peeve of yours when somebody's No, 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 no. Just I'm, I'm making sure that we're all inclusive here. Selection show tonight. Sooners is the four seed <laughs> dramatically underseeded. Uh, here's a good one from Nathan who writes, Harden and CP3 are on a mission, 
And this is their best shot to knock out the Warriors and win the title. You buying that? You are buying that. What am I saying? You're all over the Rockets right now. Yeah, well, uh, but, well I'm all over the Rockets, but I still have it going seven. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And, and by the way, why is everybody – you just said how the Celtics don't even have to go ahead and win on the road, and they've been playing phenomenal at home. Why doesn't that go for the Rockets also? They earned that home court advantage. This is true. This I, I I'm just here's why I think Golden State's a better team. This was a conversation I can sometimes I remember things we talk about. Sometimes I, I I wake up the next morning and I forget everything we talked about. But I remember whenever we were in team building mode in the NBA before the season started, and everyone was telling me how great Oklahoma City had was and CP3 to Houston is gonna make a difference. And by God it has, right? It's been one of the best moves of the offseason. But I firmly believe that because they didn't lose anyone, that Golden State was still the team to beat, Arnie. So I really haven't changed that from day one. I mean, I'll change my opinion on a lot of stuff out there, but I still think Golden State's the better team. I do think we're going to get a heck of a series, though, coming up beginning on Monday, don't you? I, look, no? I, I, I'm predicting it's going to be a heck of a I don't want to see like where the home team blows out the road team by 20 points each time. Next thing you know, we're in a seven game, and every game has been a blowout. I, I don't think it's going to be something like that. I think the games are going to be close and, and come down to like the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. All right, Arnie, uh, they're loving this talk that we're having about LeBron being done and Ty Lue's coaching ability. So we'll get to Twitter next at Stinkin' Genius 1 at Plank Show. What everyone came for tonight, Arnie's picks coming up in 45 minutes. And what do you say after the bottom of the hour we tiptoe into this story involving Matt Patricia and the crazy trade rumors in the NBA? It's all coming up on a busy Sunday night into a Monday morning with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Good tweets to get to coming up here in just a bit. And as always, we're brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 877-99 on Fox. At Plank Show on Twitter. I, I always give mine first, Arnie. I'm sorry. What, what, no, sorry. Why do you give out the phone Genius number? What, we don't take calls. Our producer doesn't even answer the phones for crying out loud. We only have, And we only have two hours, too. Yeah. I mean, it is kind hey, of Arnie, lazy. You were, you were in the studio last week and the week before, and they were the call screen was right in front of you. How many times did the phone ring? All the time it rings. You guys, like, put it on hold and stuff. I, it's late, man. When I was in studio, it's it was late, ringing dude. like crazy. It's late, man. Wow. We don't want to deal with any of the crazies on this. And getting the wrong numbers, and they're trying to order pizzas. I mean, come on. We've got work to do here. We've got sports to focus on. Uh, I like some of these tweets. I like this from Eddie. If the Rockets don't advance to the finals this year, it'll be the last run for CP3, and he can forget about any uh, being any closer to a ring after just turning 33. Again, I'm very bitter about Chris Paul because I'm of the belief that if he had gone to the Lakers like he was supposed to, we'd still be talking championships with he and Kobe. But with that said, uh, I think this I think this Rockets team would have another opportunity even if they get boat raced by Golden State. I'm not, not going to say that. He's not getting you any think younger. So? I may agree with Eddie on this one. This, may, this is the golden opportunity. They've got home court advantage and – uh, I think they're a little bit into uh, Golden State's head. If they don't get by here, I don't know if they'll ever get by. Uh, Matthew writes, honestly, how can you bet against the Warriors? Four stars is better than two. And who the heck will guard Durant? Ariza can't unless Hakeem Abdul-Elijah is coming through that door. Warriors <laughs> in six, four to two, 
like the star count. Uh, I think, boy, remember, it's funny we were talking about defensive stoppers earlier, right? right? Trevor Ariza was the Lakers' defensive stopper whenever they were making their runs. I mean, he was the guy that would shut down the other team's best player. Um, but, but again, we're talking several years ago. I don't know. I, I think that's going to be one of the more interesting challenges, as it is for everybody in the NBA. I mean, it's hard to defend Kevin Durant because he can do a little bit of everything. Kind of like LeBron, only he's not as physical. I, I mean – what again, did Kevin Arnie, Durant you, average the uh, like twenty two a game or something like that? It wasn't like he was tearing it up though, was he? This year, you're talking about overall this year? No playoffs, playoffs. Oh, playoffs so far. Well, I mean, does he have to? No. I mean, in, yeah. all, in all reality, with this roster, do you need to go out and average thirty or forty points per game? Um, here's here's the other thing that you're going to get tired of. Y'all going to see a lot of three pointers jacked up in this series. I mean, I don't know what the NBA record is for most three-pointers taken during an NBA playoff game or series. But I'm pretty sure we're going to not only break it, but maybe destroy it coming up in this series. Over under, uh, what, like 60 or something like that total? Dude, we need to get Todd Furman in on that one. Yeah. We need Todd yeah. Furman in on that one. I uh, can't close the deal. Neil is on fire tonight. If LeBron never makes it to another finals, does the GOAT status finally end? No, right? I mean – maybe because that's how we are. I mean, there's people – there is a debate. I love Rob Parker to death. I love the fact that he knows how to trigger people because he's got me triggered like crazy. Because, right. you know, his whole take is, well, LeBron isn't clutch because none of his shots that he's won with was with his team trailing. I mean, there are still tied games. and it, I'm just like, we're reaching for reasons to try to find a problem with LeBron. So for some reason, we're always going to do that. I don't know why. He's great. Now, here's here's the question I would ask. Yeah. If he goes somewhere else, and that's his third team, and he played with Bosh and uh, Dwayne Wade in Miami, and then he goes to Cleveland and kind of does it a little bit of a different cast, but still had Kyrie and Kevin Love. What if he goes to Philadelphia or what if he goes to L.A. or what if he goes to New York, Arnie? Does that take the shine off that conversation No, it doesn't take all? the shine off. I, I mean, so. Michael had Scotty. Kobe had Shaq. Larry certainly had Hall of Famers on his team, too, with Robert Parrish and, and, and Dennis Johnson, the gang, uh, Kevin McHale. I mean, come on. Every, every team's had somebody. Just Is it taking the luster off Kevin Durant that he went to Golden State? I don't think so. Uh, what? Are no, you stop right? it! Come on. <laughs> Have you uh, you come spend a week in Oklahoma? Yeah, it's yeah still, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we are the butthurt capital of the world when it comes to Kevin Durant. All right, and then a couple of other quick ones. We'll get to Sager and get into this Matt Patricia story. Yeah. Uh, Nate writes: Stevens is the next great coach. Remember, he took Butler to back-to-back NCAA right. final NCAA final games. In- incredible, unbelievable. We're not. I don't think either one of us, Arnie, are disagreeing that he's an incredible coach. I just think whenever you're, how am I trying to put this with, without using double negatives and getting in trouble? Oh, I use with the double negative. Go team. ahead. Okay, you're not saying something negative about a person when you're slow to elevate them to the levels of Chuck Daly or Casey Jones or the greatest coaches in NBA history. You know, I mean, it's okay that he's not Pat 
Riley yet, or as everyone says, oh, he's the next Belichick. Well, you can't you can't do that until he wins a championship, and I think that's going to come. I, right now, he looks like a you know boy genius. I think is the level we're looking at. But I mean, other when he gets that first championship, then it will start to roll on in with all the comparisons. Uh, LeBron has zero level of concern. However, the rest of his teammates are at level 10 out of 10 panic mode after today. Hope the King has enough gas to do it all on his own. Let me get one more he in here He better score quick. at least 40 points next game or they won't have a chance. Oh, I forgot this. I forgot this one. This is my personal favorite. This is from Paul who writes, I think this is geared at me. Uh, LeBron will come back to kick your terrible ass. Resign. <laughs> I didn't see that one. What? what? Where was that? Uh, it's from uh, at Kiss Srocks. It could have been S. to me because I said it was over, so they could have they could have thrown that to me also. I I love the fact that if I mean for as many times as Arnie has been right and wrong, the fact that you would ever resign over yeah. a sports take is still kind of my favorite thing. Unless you throw it out there and you say I will resign if this happens. I mean. Come on, I I still think my all-time favorite dumb thing that was said on this network was when someone said, I'll cut off both of my arms if LeBron wins a title with the Cleveland Cavaliers. My man's still on the air. My man still has both of his arms. Should have so, cut I mean, him again, off. Should have cut again, him off. Uh, and then here's Woodson Death Grip who writes, the NBA championship runs through Brad Stevens. LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard will sign with the Celtics. I'll put my kid's college fund on it. We uh, didn't even say that about the Lakers and the Bulls and said well, the championship runs through Phil Jackson. We never even said that about the great Phil Jackson, did we? No, because, again, when you, when you get superstars, when you have superstars, we suddenly downgrade you. As, as yeah, a as a coach, yes. <laughs> what do people, well, Phil Jackson never won a championship without a Shaq or a Kobe uh, or, or, or or Michael Jordan, and you kind of stop and you think, well, yeah, no no great coach won a championship without a superstar player, Red Arbach. Until maybe Stevens this year. Until maybe Brad <laughs> Stevens this year. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe we're seeing the birth of a grade in Jason Tatum. I mean, he's a rookie for goodness sakes, and he's out here doing this. We don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. There was one more I just have to get to. Uh, this is from San. On the other side of that, someone's saying that LeBron's going to come back to kick our terrible backside. LaFraud doesn't have a prayer of winning a game in Boston against this squad. Better offense, defense, depth. And coaching. so In the yeah, first we, game it was. I mean, uh, all that is true. And uh, you don't think that they sent the message. You just think it's one game here. And I know most people could say, it's just one game. It's just one game. I think they sent a message so much. I would have loved to hear what LeBron said to his teammates in the locker room. Do you think he kind of gave them the riot act? Or did they just shrug it off and move on and go get some dinner? A great question, because they broke out the suits before this game, too, right? Wow, so, the suits. <laughs> they broke the suits out whenever they came to the uh, to the arena today. So, a great question. And I think that this is still a team where they're kind of trying to find each other at times. So, maybe it is a fire and brimstone speech. I think he did. I think not. he yelled at them saying, hey, that's unacceptable the way we got behind. It, not only in the first half, we never even made it a game. I bet you kind of got in their grill a little bit. It was such a bad game. We were we were trying to build it up that they cut it to fourteen. I think I that's know. my favorite. That's my favorite note that you sent all day long. Was, oh, look out! Fourteen point game. Yeah, thanks. All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studio, there's some controversy in the NFL. Of course, 
why wouldn't there be? It's the National Football League in the offseason, and we're talking about it. But first, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio, Steve DeSager in the house with everything that's going on. What's up, Steve? About the three-point shooting, you are not kidding with these two matching up in the West Final. I saw a stat from uh, CBS Sports that two decades ago, Houston led the league by attempting 20 threes per game. Oh. Uh, one decade ago, it was Golden State leading the league, and it was uh, 26 threes per game attempted. Wow. Houston attempted 42 three-pointers <laughs> per 48-minute game for the whole season. So, yeah, they had a playoff game very early first round where they tried over 50 three-pointers in oh one playoff gosh. game. So She's over under 60 is way too low. <laughs> I think the record for making threes is still 25 in one playoff game. Cleveland, a couple of years, made 25 threes when they had Kyrie Irving and others. Uh, against Atlanta, that was a playoff game. But still, if you're a Houston team that routinely shoots 43-pointers and even has a playoff game already shooting over 53-pointers, yeah, that might be something to look for. And, yeah, it was a blowout at Boston today. Celtics led Cleveland in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Led them at halftime 61-35. to Biggest halftime deficit of LeBron James' playoff career. Wow. I heard on postgame he's never trailed 0-2 in a conference final. Game two of this series in Boston Tuesday. And then, as we mentioned, this series will then be off until Saturday night. Celtics were up big late first quarter, had a 17-0 run. It was no contest. The Cavs finished from three-point range, four for 26. LeBron James, 0-5 from long distance. He finished with 15 points. James had nine assists, seven turnovers. By comparison, LeBron had eight turnovers total the previous series against Toronto. He was horrible every which way imagine. Everybody was bad, and the Celtics are 8-0 and at home in this postseason. In the NHL, Washington wins again at Tampa Bay, down 2-1 after the first period. The Caps win at 6-2. They're up two games to none in the East Final. My capital. Stop it. Cap- <laughs> <What are> you <laughs> Caps are not. Now, you know, they have enough problem in their playoff history without you getting on the bandwagon. And watch, they'll lose both at home this week, thanks to you. <laughs> Tiger Woods at the players tied for 11th place, 11 under par. Good score despite the late double bogey today. Webb Simpson, the winner by four strokes. He shot a final round 73, but he had a huge lead. So Webb Simpson pockets nearly $2 million for this week's work. Jason Day finished five shots back. Woods was seven shots back. Dustin Johnson, eight behind. Dustin Johnson, no longer the world's number one ranked golfer. Justin Thomas takes over. Okay. Former NFL head coach Chuck Knox. Did did you not learn anything about trying to talk golf with Arnie? He doesn't want to do it. Talking to me? It's not going (laughs) to happen. I'm just saying, really? Justin Thomas is your best player in the whole world? Isn't he an actor? Okay. Well, you know, in a few weeks, by the time by the time we get to another major, it could be Spieth. But I'm just saying for now. All right. It's kind of like what uh, Arnie was mentioned last night. Did you know a guy named Sergey Bruguera won back-to-back French Opens? Bet him twenty-two to one. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And I'm happy to bring up the name Chuck Knox because he passed away today at 86. But this is a guy who, when he started coaching the LA Rams in the 1970s, he was there five years and won the NFC West five straight years then to Buffalo, then to the Seahawks. And the first ever success the Seahawks had was with Chuck Knox as head coach in the 80s. In fact, he started with Seattle and in 83 and 84 was the NFL coach of the year. So happy to mention the, the name Sager, Chuck when you Knox. Thought of, when I saw that story, it said Seattle, former Seattle coach. I'm like, no, no, no. Former I think Rams. Ram coach, yeah. you know. And the Rams kept going, remember. They got in the Super Bowl after Chuck Knox right. had left. It's so funny that you guys say that because 
I always thought of Seahawks because they were in the no, AFC West they and had they been played a, against the Raiders. And they had been an expansion team and done nothing, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they're in the conference title game against the Raiders at the Coliseum, as I recall. Beat the snot out of them. Thanks to Sager mm-hmm. as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Yeah, and that, just, that kind of shows you different eras, Arnie, because, I mean, in the, in the early 80s, that was probably, as, as a 7-, 8-year-old kid, yeah. that was the height of me being a super Los Angeles Raiders dork. And that was one of our big rivals for the longest time. I know this sounds crazy, kids, but the Seahawks used to be in the AFC, and they played in the AFC West, and they were rivals with the Raiders, and the Chiefs were in there, and the Broncos as well, too. So that was always uh, a fun matchup. Dude won Coach of the Year three times, did it in 73 with the Rams, did it in 1980 with the Buffalo Bills, and then did it in 1984 with the Seattle Seahawks. He's in the Seahawks ring of honor. How long did Never he coach Seattle, it. and how long did he coach the Rams for? Uh, he was with uh, the Rams from 73 to 77, and then from 92 to 94. So, what, six years there. Right. And then he was with the Seattle Seahawks for eight seasons, from 83 See, to 91. Maybe that's why I think of him as a Ram, as he didn't have more years there, but it expanded over a longer time as he did a second stint. Yeah, yeah, because he was with the Rams, as, as the Sager brought up in 73, and then came back in 92. That was his last coaching job. And I don't remember it necessarily ending too well with the Rams that second time around. I don't know if they, I don't think they ever had a winning record. But man, he had some, he had some really good teams, not oh, just, yeah. not just with the Seahawks. He had some really good teams when he was in Buffalo as well, too, in 80 and 81. Those were two good football teams. So, uh, rest Wait in a minute. Peace. He, he, I think I read this. He traded O.J. Simpson, right? And in the trade, they ended up getting uh, Jim Kelly with that tra- uh, trade. That oh, did they really? They, they, well, they got a draft pick and ended up uh, drafting Jim Kelly with that. Another reason why he is a soothsayer. Yeah. He saw it all. But uh, great coach. Uh, Ground Chuck was his nickname. The, yeah, the original Kurt Ground Warner Chuck. was one of his guys uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. So rest in peace to one Absolutely. great Chuck Knox. Now uh, – I don't know. How much talk have you had this week about the Matt Patricia story locally, Arnie? I, I know that we're looking at a dude that has now moved on. He's the head coach of the Lions for now, we can say. But has there been much buzz about the story that's developed out of Detroit when an incident from his past some 22 years ago has come to light? Or has it just kind of been, hey, he's moved on now, so not really that big of a deal? I think it's more like he's moved on now. Uh, it's still a big deal, but it's more like, hey, he's moved on. I'm a little surprised that Belichick came out and made that thing like he's a great character. Well, you don't know what happened. I'm surprised he said anything to begin with. You would have thought that he would have kept his mouth shut and have this whole thing blow over. Uh, but he felt like he had to go ahead and back Matt Patricia. I didn't like Matt Patricia's statement either. Um, you know, and if you heard him talking I've about got, it, you know. I've got some audio from it, too, if you want me the to one play where he's like, I was innocent then and I'm innocent now. And, and you know, it, it just sounds a little too a little too much for me. Play some of that, would you, Chris? It's so funny because that's the exact cut I had pulled out. I find it yeah. unfair and upsetting that someone would bring this claim up over two decades later for the sole purpose of hurting my family, my friends, and this organization with the intention of trying to damage my character and credibility. I was innocent then, and I am innocent now. All right, first of all, whoever brought it up in the first, uh, or re-brought it up, I guess, in the in the first article, um, 
there was no ulterior motive. You think I don't even know who brought it up, Chris, uh, or who did the research, because first of all, he did a great job. But yeah, you're not going to think, oh, I'll get that Matt Patricia now. I'm going to bring up and dig into his past and, and see what I could find. Um, two, I don't like, you know, you're hurting my family, this and that, and this and that. Uh, you know, I think what they did was just did their homework, and nobody knows what happened. So, hey, they were going to go through with this, and they were going to go to trial until the uh, uh, young lady didn't show. So uh, I'm surprised that nobody knew, the Patriots nor the Lions knew, uh, what had happened. So maybe he should have disclosed that when he went on the interview. See, that's that's where I think there's an interesting debate. I uh, Oh, gosh. I want to say it was Albert Breer who – Again, Albert Breer, take him or leave him. I think he's kind of looking up at the Mendoza line for accuracy of his reports. But, I mean, it, he, he brought up a good point about the journalistic side of that, which I'm right. not going to try to pretend like I'm some sort of sports talk show host with journalistic integrity. I mean, I'm a talk show host. I'm not right. a journalist. But the debate of, well, is this even newsworthy? And then the other side of it becomes, should Matt Patricia have said something whenever he went into the interview with Detroit. We but have to I say guess, something when we fill out an application uh, for a job, whether it's Fox or wherever. Don't they ask you, have you ever been convicted of a crime or a felony or anything like that on the application? Right. But I think I think because he was indicted and not convicted, you can check the old no. And again, I don't know. I Thankfully, I've never been in that well, position. They ask, arrested, not indicted. See, I always say I got arrested for inciting a riot, you know, so I've, I've been arrested for that. Right. But I think whatever we're looking at, Arnie inciting a riot, if you go into an interview, you're probably more apt to tell somebody that story yes, yes, than say Matt Patricia going back to a spring break uh, incident, which now and, and again, if you're mad at any paper or journalist, when a dude gets a job or a, a, a lady or a girl or whatever, you start digging into their past, not necessarily to find dirt, but to find stories. So you can learn about, oh, what was the high school coach that mattered to them? Who was this player? It just so happened that as they started digging into the past of Patricia, they found, uh-oh, there's an incident here that maybe we all didn't know about. And now you have not only the Detroit Free Press that's digging even deeper into it, uh, they found, what, five witnesses that were on the list. They found former emergency room nurses. That was one of the prosecution's witnesses who they've talked to, but she's declining comment. I mean, again, I, I don't know if you're looking at a situation that could end up costing him his job. But in the short term, Arnie, the Lions are standing behind him. The debates will continue. And I don't know how long do you stand behind him? Do you, is there? Let me ask you a question. Didn't this happen before where something wasn't released and the coach was fired the next day? Like, um, wasn't Arizona Diamondbacks Wally Backman or something like that? Well, ba- oh my, my gosh, Backman, yeah. But if you can go back to the Pitt Panthers. Pittsburgh hired a guy, and uh, as soon as he was hired, they found out that he had had an incident in his, fa- in his past. His name oh, escapes yeah. me. And they ended up hiring Todd Graham the next day. Uh, and so, yeah, it was very, very interesting to see how that case played out. That was back in, like, 2011, I think. But, yeah, Pitt had uh, – Pitt had hired somebody and then found out that, oh, my gosh, he's got a domestic something in his past, and he was let go. So we have seen this before beyond just the old, uh, 
fake resume uh, as far as a degree. So this is going to be real interesting With to O'Leary, see with O'Leary, right? Is that what, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the George O'Leary saga. Yeah. There was the guy at Monmouth basketball a couple of years ago. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if this is a conversation about disclosure. I don't know if this is a conversation about journalism. But I know this much. It's a conversation that the Detroit Lions for now are saying, we followed the law. We're standing behind our guy. Let's see if he's still the coach next week whenever we come back to the show. Now, when we come back to wrap things up, we'll get you ready for Big Ben Maller and the return of Eddie Garcia with Arnie's Picks next. Tony and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Great news. Big Ben Maller is coming up next. Even better news. Eddie Garcia is back. Eddie! Even better news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, Big shout-out to Bobo and E-Rob, Eric Roberts. Great job tonight, guys. Also, Steve DeSager on updates all night long. Great job. I haven't heard from them in two hours. What did they do? Great job, Arnie Spanier. Um, A couple of quick corrections because I want to make sure I'm – 100% 100% accurate. Can I say something real quick? Well, yeah, go ahead. You Bob. haven't heard from us in two hours. What is the name of the show again? <laughs> well, I, I didn't know what no, you no, guys no, no, were no, no, sleeping. No, 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 no. What, what is the name of the show? Plank and Spaniard. Okay, so where in the hell is Eric Roberts and Bobo in the name? <laughs> Send of- me a text. Let me know you're alive. <laughs> I well, talk to just- you every break, and you say okay. I, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy you back in Vermont. Uh, he, he's so used to just being able to see you and be able to exactly. talk nonstop to you. No, do you realize to. the party that we had when we realized that he wasn't here tonight? <laughs> like, I can't even tell you what we did because we can probably lose our jobs, but wow. it was that fun. That kind of wow. party. Maybe oh, man, that's why we're not static. hearing from him. That might be why. Uh, so the Pittsburgh coach that lost his job after getting hired was Mike Haywood. I couldn't come up. I said, Mike something. That's a real professional radio <laughs> broadcaster, isn't it? I, uh, I, who did I say? Did I say you said Monmouth? Monmouth coach. Yeah, you said okay. the Monmouth coach. It was the Manhattan coach. It and was I immediately Steve... texted you and said, no, I think it was Iona. Well, we were close. <laughs> it was Steve Masiello who had taken yeah. the UCF job, but yeah. UCF found a problem with his resume, and so he ended up back in Manhattan. Then, of course, you had George O'Leary, the most famous one in Notre Dame. And my man Glenn Cyprian had a job at Louisiana Lafayette back in 04, and they're like, you don't have a degree, and so he never got his job. Wow. So I, I get there's there's four or five examples out there, but I think this is obviously on a much different level than anything we've talked about with what Detroit decides to, or as it appears right now, not to do. So what do you say we wrap this thing up like we always do? There's big games coming up. It's time for Arnie's picks. Take it away, stinking right, genius. Bobo, now you got to do something. So push the button with the finger oh, right gosh. there. Put me in the mood. Give me a little music. <laughs> Uh, I've got to change that pick there, Chris, right off the bat. i got to say, my Celtics in five, my friend. Look, with what they did today, it was more than just a win. They sent the message to the Cavaliers, not only are we going to win this series, we're going to win it in five. Who knows if they don't win it in four. They, they, you know what? We always talk about when you get a team down, uh, put your foot on their jugular. They put the foot on the jugular, got them in a chokehold, and made sure they weren't getting out of it. Give me the Celtics <laughs> in five if they play like this all series. The Rockets and the Warriors. And I told you this before this started, everybody picking the Warriors in like five. I'm like, where are you getting off on this? The Rockets have home court advantage. And you know what? They will score as many as the Warriors will. 
We'll see who does better in the three-point range. Give me the Rockets in seven. And then, congratulations to the Houston Rockets as they win it all, for crying out loud. And congratulations to the Capitals as they win it all. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But please, please, please remember they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Ah, I like it. In honor of the circus that is this show, we wow. wrap it up the only way that we know how. Beautiful. You know, it's kind of funny because uh, we were joking about <laughs> about two weeks ago, the Philadelphia 76ers were the future and no one's ever going to beat them. And this is the start of a dynasty. Goodbye, LeBron. Now, two weeks later, it's, oh, my gosh, Brad Stevens is the greatest thing ever. He's the greatest coach. Get, a, get out of the way, Belichick. Arnie, two weeks ago, we were sitting here wondering if Washington uh, in the D.C. area was the most cursed sports area on the yeah. planet yeah. <laughs> because the Caps had fallen behind not just 0-2, but I think you said, what, 3-1 in that series as well, too? Don't jinx and my Capitals. Don't jinx I will them. not do it. I will not do it. Uh, I like this. I know we only got about 30 seconds left, but to wrap it up, David Diaz on Twitter, Chris Paul didn't move his family to Houston 12 years into his career to play a year and retire, win or lose. The Rockets and the Warriors minus the Boar. Uh, the Rockets are the Warriors minus the Boar and will be an attractive free agent destination for many championship runs to come. Wow. Interesting. Especially when you start thinking about maybe Carmelo this offseason. Oh, or big the deal. Hey, hey, come on, man. we got to wow. get rid of Carmelo in Oklahoma City. Anyone want to take him? Or, or say, a Paul George in Houston. I think it's going to be real interesting even if they do get knocked out in the first round. Arnie, have a great week, buddy. You too. Take care, my well, friend. We will. We'll be back next Sunday night. Stick around. Big Ben Maller is next right here Later. on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.